MPs are outraged with NDP leader Jagmeet Singh after he claimed Israel was sowing, quote, the seeds of genocide in Gaza. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith says Albertans, not Ottawa, will decide whether the province should leave the Canada Pension Plan. A tense interview in which Pierre Polyev calmly challenges a reporter's questions while chomping down on an apple has caught the attention of our neighbours to the south. Hello Canada, it's Thursday, October 19th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Lindsay Shepard. And I'm Isaac Lamaru. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh prompted a strong response from MPs in the House of Commons following comments he made that the Israeli Defense Force was sowing the seeds of genocide in Gaza. International law must be upheld and respected. Make no mistake, collective punishment is a violation of this law. Canada must insist that all those who broke these laws are held accountable, even those nations we have called friends. Canada must call for a ceasefire to end the killing of innocent civilians in Gaza immediately. We cannot allow for the continuing dehumanization of an entire population. When we stop seeing each other as humans, when we stop believing that each life has value, this is when the seeds of genocide take hold. Multiple MPs rose in response to Singh's comments, including Mount Royal Liberal MP Anthony Housefather, Winnipeg South Centre's Ben Carr, and Conservative Deputy Leader Melissa Lansman, who asked Singh to clarify his comments and if he believes Israel is committing genocide. The debate was sparked by a story regarding a rocket crashing into a hospital in Gaza. Hamas claimed an Israeli rocket crashed into a hospital and killed hundreds of civilians. Multiple media outlets and politicians were quick to take Hamas at its word and lay blame against Israel for the rocket. However, Israel and U.S. sources confirmed later that the rocket was a Palestinian rocket and it crashed in the parking lot of the hospital. Media outlets have quietly rewritten their stories and headlines in the past day. Isaac, should Singh apologize to Canadians for making such a wild accusation of Israel, particularly because he based his comments on a fake news story? Yeah, Lindsay, I think that all political leaders and people with the power to speak and to influence the public should ensure that the statements they make are based on factual information. This can be particularly difficult when many heartfelt and breaking stories are coming fast and overtaking the news. Still, I think that anyone in this position needs to go through the proper due diligence to ensure that their opinions are based on facts. We saw Trudeau make a similar statement, though some members uh, of each of their cabinets made even more damning statements. And as a journalist, I often find myself in a situation where I need to confirm whether something is true or not. And if I cannot say for certain that it is, then I look at other ways to go about presenting the topic at hand. If political leaders and others with the power to sway the public opinion hold themselves to the same standard, then I think that things like this would happen less frequently. How do you feel about how other politicians reacted, Lindsay? Well, the thing is, Isaac, Jagmeet Singh has a recurrent problem where he falls for fake news. 
Perhaps our listeners will recall, during the Freedom Convoy of last year, Jagmeet Singh was one of the ones, one of the politicians, who was all outraged that Freedom Convoy protesters were committing arson, and a protester set an apartment building on fire and taped the doors shut so that no one could leave. Well, oh, it turns out the Ottawa police said that that arsonist of that apartment building had absolutely nothing to do with the Freedom Convoy, and he was not a protester. Um, And Jagmeet Singh and the other MPs who pushed this fake news in the House of Commons, they never apologized for linking this arson attempt with the convoy. They never took back their words. And Jagmeet Singh's NDP, they also, a couple years ago, started this petition and campaign based on how we need to dismantle white supremacy and hate in Canada because there are 300 active far-right extremist groups operating in the country. So a few of us... um, in Canada, in the media sphere, just people who are interested in politics were like, hold up, 300 active extreme hate groups in Canada. Who are they and where are they? Um, I wrote about this a couple years ago and Cosman Georgia, who's the host of the Daily Brief, he's also been researching this. There's a professor at Ontario Tech University who keeps this master list of hate groups uh, that the NDP is, is basing their claims on. But for some reason, she just won't publicly release her list, and the NDP just won't respond to requests for comments about it. And that's probably because the 300 hate group thing is just very inflated and pretty much fake news. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says he is, quote, deeply concerned that the Alberta's government proposed withdrawal from the Canada pension plan, pledging to ensure it never happens. In a letter he wrote to Premier Daniel Smith on Wednesday, Trudeau claimed Alberta's withdrawal would weaken the pensions of millions in Alberta and those across the country. Trudeau's letter further emphasized the historical significance of the CPP, stating it has been a, quote, stable fixture of Canadians and Albertans' pension income for almost six decades. The letter also cites an accord reached in 2016 between the federal government and several provinces, including Alberta. While the Alberta government hasn't yet committed to the withdrawal, it has launched a public consultation process led by former provincial treasurer Jim Dinning. Smith said in response to Trudeau's letter that it's for Albertans, not Ottawa, to decide. Smith said, quote, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is clearly against Albertans having a referendum to decide their future. These pensions belong to Albertans. They will decide. No province has previously exited the CPP. However, Quebec opted not to participate when the program was introduced in 1966. The proposed Alberta Pension Plan claims Albertans would save approximately $5 billion in its inaugural year. Neither the federal government nor other provinces has to consent to a province's withdrawal from the scheme. Lindsay, do you think Trudeau butting into this debate will actually make it more likely that Alberta will pull out of the program? You know, the dynamic between Trudeau and Smith is definitely one of the most interesting in the country, if not the most interesting. This pension issue is coming right after Alberta launched an ad campaign where they are putting up billboards with messages like, no one wants blackouts and no one wants to freeze in the dark. And these messages are displayed on billboard trucks that were sent to Ottawa, among other cities. And the idea here is that Ottawa's proposed electricity regulations will make electricity unreliable and unaffordable uh, because the feds want net zero emissions by 2035. So yeah, Alberta launched the campaign, which is called Tell the Feds, so that people concerned about energy affordability and availability will contact the federal government. They'll contact their MP. 
So between the energy grid and now the pension, yeah, we might be seeing a revival of the dynamic of the 1980s between Alberta and the federal government. Although I will note, I was not alive in the 1980s, so make of that what you will. Yeah, Lindsay, and just in case you didn't know, the Canada Pension Plan Act uh, lays out a roadmap for provinces to withdraw from the CPP, and they just have to fulfill four criteria, which are they must provide written notice, accept contributions after a waiting period, offer benefits similar to the CPP, and assume liabilities for members. A tense interview in which Pierre Polyev calmly challenges a reporter's questions while chomping down on an apple has gone viral across the border. The conservative leader was speaking with fruit growers in BC's Okanagan region on the weekend, discussing his plans for housing, inflation, and the drug supply. Afterwards, Polyev did an interview with Don Urquhart, the editor of Castanet, a local paper in the Okanagan. Um, on the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly, you, certainly, you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, you know, I mean, it's that, that type of ideological thing. I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of don't pe- really believe in that. Okay. A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but... Like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. how, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the, point of this, the point of this question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given, you know, not, not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but also... What are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms, that. In terms of turn, turning things quite dramatically in terms of, of Trudeau and, and the left wing and all of this, I mean, you, you, you make quite a, you know, it's, it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, under, I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. The exchange caught the attention of many ex-users, even making its way up to the owner of the platform, Elon Musk, who commented, quote, Never heard of him before, but this interview is fire emoji. Guess he likes them apples. The interview also got the attention of the large conservative platform Town Hall and Sirius XM host Megyn Kelly. Kelly wrote, quote, Can we get him in our country? Another ex-user wrote, If I were Canadian, I would vote for this guy. Isaac, this was such a cringy interview, but it shows Polyev isn't going to back down from the media's attempts to demonize him. Do you think Polyev will have an easier time handling the media compared to previous conservative leaders? Yeah, Lindsay. Wow, what an interesting interview. Uh, I've seen this to be a recurring theme among certain bad interviewers, essentially doing gotcha journalism, who are just looking for some controversial angle. They ask questions that follow qualifying statements such as some people say or you believe filled with buzzwords that they themselves don't even understand. Whenever I've seen these people be questioned on it, like Poilievre did in this interview where he said, what does that mean? Can you give me one example? After the interviewer accused him of, quote, obviously taking the populist pathway, it became clear quickly that the interviewer did not even know what he himself was asking or saying. 
I think that Poilievre has the guts to call people like this out, politicians included, which I think will be key for him in the upcoming election. I remember when O'Toole ran, uh, a criticism that I frequently heard was that he lacked the outwardness to challenge people like Poilievre did here. It's clear that Pierre won't run from a fight, and I think that will certainly bode well for him in dealing with the contentious media in our country's political landscape today. What do you think? Do any specific media examples outside of this one come to mind? Well, Isaac, like you were saying about this journalist Don Urquhart from Castanet in this exchange, you know, the vague references to Trudeau and left wing, um, this journalist, he was so inarticulate and incoherent. And it's so obvious to anyone who watches that viral clip that this man has never been challenged before. He's surrounded by people where he doesn't have to qualify what he's saying because they all agree with him. And so he's never been forced to develop his beliefs and viewpoints beyond an elementary level. So when you have that being so obvious, um, coupled with his nervous laughter, the way he, as you mentioned, he can't define the terms he's using. He's using populist as appealing to people's emotional levels. What I took away from this exchange, honestly, was that it was quite instructive. If if you're going to confront people in this manner and, and make claims about them, you better have examples ready at the top of your brain and you, you better know what you're talking about. That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, The Andrew Lawton Show will be live today at 1 p.m. Eastern, and Ratioed with Harrison Faulkner will be live at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Bye!